It's a good crowd this morning. I'm thankful for that and thankful that we as a body followed that unction to make room for the people that were hungry and looking for a place to come worship. And uh, who knows, we'll have to do it again one day. This morning, I want to talk to you about a few things. Uh, I would title this sermon, The Great Scam Artist. The Great Scam Artist. The reason I want to talk about that this morning is because that is something that uh, me and my family have dealt with um, recently uh, way more than I felt like we should have. Um, And typically when you think about being scammed, you know, everybody's very familiar with that. I remember the very first time that I ever got scammed. Uh, I am guilty. I've been scammed before. Uh, I pulled up. I was we were not even married. I was probably 18. Tiffany was 18. And um, I pulled up to the red light, the one and only red light uh, on Highway 82 that goes into Gordo. This little boy comes running up to the door and taps on the door and he's got a little empty ice cream bucket in his hand. And I roll down the window and he, and he sticks out his hand and he says, uh, says, I need a donation. And I was like, well, what do you need a donation for? And he said, for, this is for Gordo football. And I thought, well, okay, you know, we're here in Gordo. And I just happened to have uh, a little bit of change laying right there, so I just scooped the change up and laid it, into, laid it in his hand. And he ran as fast as he could from there over to where Billy's is now and put it in a drink machine and got him a drink ran off. <laughs> and I thought, he just scammed me, you know? And I thought... You know, I want my 50 cents back. So I've been the victim of scams before. Uh, I, I, you know, I had another time uh, a man called me, and uh, this was probably a year ago, and he said he was from the Pickens County Sheriff's Department and that I had been summoned for jury duty and that I missed it. And because I missed it, you know, they had a couple options. One is I could pay a certain fine, uh, but if I was not willing to pay that fine, that they were going to put out a warrant for my arrest. You know, and I'm busy, you know, it was on a, a, a day that I was running around the house and I've got a lot going on and, and I'm, I just, it's like, what? I said, and I, so I started talking to the guy, you know, he's, 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 he's got the hook in my mouth, but he hadn't said it yet. And I was like, well, my goodness, I don't want to be arrested, you know, and so the more he talked and, and the more I listened and then we went back and forth about how to resolve this situation, a light bulb kind of went off and I said, well, let me, let me ask you this. I said, who is the district attorney of Pickens County, which at that time it was Brother Chris, and anybody that works at the sheriff's department in Pickens County is going to know that's the DA. And I said, can you tell me who the DA is in Pickens County? He says, I absolutely can. Hang on one second. And so he put me on hold, and which he's Googling, you know, and he comes back and he gives me the wrong district attorney. And, I, and, and so then when I said, no, I'm sorry, that's wrong, he hangs up on me, right? So we're all familiar with that. This past week, um, we have a couple of saddles that we're not using anymore. And I told the girls, I said, well, uh, why don't you find some of these groups on Facebook, you know, that are all about these saddles or horses, or whatever, and see if you can sell them. So they put them on there. The first three might have been four. I can't remember. First three, probably four inquiries we got about those saddles were scams. The first four inquiries, hear that now. Hey, tell me about your saddle. We go back and forth a little bit, and it always ended up, okay, I'm going to send you a code. to your. Give me your cell phone number. I'm going to send you a code, and I need you to text that code. For the first four, 
And I just thought, what in the world is going on? And so the kids said, hey, Dad, I want you to come watch this little thing that we saw, this little show about science and things like that, where this man, um, he tries to infiltrate these uh, scam centers. And so we sit down about 25 minutes and watch that. And I was just mesmerized by it. Uh, and and, and they, these particular centers were out of India, and it was a room twice this big with just person after person after person lined up with a phone in front of them, constantly calling, constantly emailing. And there was one man over them, uh, feeding them the information and, and uh, you know, running the show. And they made $65,000 a day scamming people. And listen, and they're ruthless. They're heartless. And I was just sitting there thinking like somewhere there's somebody that has reached out to us about these saddles and they care nothing about us. All they want is to take everything that they can get from us and just leave us there with, with you know, tears in our eyes. And I thought, my goodness. And so I started to research a little bit about scam artists. And I'm not here to talk to you about being scammed today. Understand, I'm getting to a point. But I read a few things that I thought were interesting. Scam artists, they pretend to be an organization that you know. I want you to remember these. They will say there is a problem or a prize. Remember the guy who was fixing to come arrest me? Hey, we got a problem. They use extreme pressure. They pretend to be interested in something that you have, like the saddles. And they typically seek the vulnerable. One of the things that I saw on this call center deal that the kids were, were showing me was that they typically, uh, or a lot of them, I would say, um, they will ask, are you over the age of 65? And if you are not, they'll hang up on you. But if you're over the age of 65, they will start to, you know, carry out their scheme here. And maybe that's because... Uh, Maybe that's because at that age you're in the retirement age and uh, maybe it's because you may have uh, lost a spouse. You, for whatever reason, they feel like that is a vulnerable age. And so those are the things that they seek out. And the more I read about that, I thought, you know what? This is nothing new. Every tactic that they have is straight out of the devil's playbook. Straight out of it. And so I started to think in my mind about scenarios in the Bible where we see Satan himself carry out these very same tactics and he has the very same goal in mind. He wants to take every single thing he can from you to leave you broken and bruised. He will do what he's got to do to take your joy. He will go, he'll do what he's got to do to take your peace, your peace of mind. He'll go to great lengths. To, he'll even go to such great lengths to take your money. Or he'll go to great lengths to give you a lot of money. Whichever one he thinks will corrupt you the quickest. Now, we go back to the very beginning. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Genesis, the third chapter here. I'm going to look at just a few examples this morning. Genesis, the third chapter. <clears throat> Verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more subtle. That word right there ought to catch your attention. The serpent was more subtle because 
these guys that do the, the scams, they're good. They're very, very good. Now listen, just because you get taken in a scam does not mean that you don't have some sense. Because they're so savvy, they're so smart, they're so subtle and very convincing. And so is Satan. He was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, Ye may, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it. Which he didn't say that part, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be, ye shall be as gods. Or that means ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. Now, what is one of the tactics of the scam artist? To tell you there's a prize. And so Eve here has the great scam artist come up to her, and Satan knows what is at stake here. Satan sees the big picture. Just like the scam artist, they say, if I can just get you to send me this, send me this code, I've got you. You have no idea that your bank account is at stake or your identity is at stake. You have no idea, but if I can just get you to enter this code in and send it back to me, I've got you. Well, Satan knows what's behind the curtain. He knows what's behind the smoke and mirrors. If I can just get them to eat of the tree, I will be able to take joy from mankind, peace from mankind. I will be able to bring death upon every man, woman, and child that ever takes a breath. I'll be able to bring more destruction with this one scam than any scam I could ever come up with. And so what does he do? He offers her a prize. He says, you can be just like God if you'll do this. And guess what? He's subtle. He's convincing. And guess what? He got her. He got her. Do you know why today every sin you ever struggle with started back with this great scam? Every death that you've ever had to endure started from this great scam because he was subtle. Now, let's flip over to Judges, the 16th chapter for a minute. This is one of the most mind-boggling accounts in the Bible. And I'm not trying to look down my nose at this guy, but it does make me scratch my head sometimes and think, what, what in the world were you thinking? Judges, the 16th chapter. This is the account of Samson, great judge of Israel, strongest man to ever live, able to, bring, able to inflict so much damage against the Philistines simply by himself. And so he has been a thorn in the Philistine side for a long time, and they're tired of it, and they are trying to find a way to put a stop to it. And so at this particular time in Samson's life, he is in love with a woman named Delilah. And in verse 5 of Judges 16, it says, And the lords of the Philistines came upon her and said unto her, Entice him, and see wherein his great strength lieth. 
and by what means we may prevail against him, that we may bind him to afflict him, and we will give thee every one of us 1,100 pieces of silver. So she was going to get rich. And Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lieth, and wherewith thou mightest be bound to afflict thee. And Samson said unto her, If thou bind me with seven green withs that were never dried, then, I, then shall I be weak and be as another man. Then the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven green withs which had not been dried, and she bound him with them. Now there were men lying in wait, abiding with her in the chamber. She said unto him, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he brake the withs as a thread of tow is broken when it toucheth the fire. So his strength was not known. Do you need any other clues, Samson? <laughs> and Delilah said unto Samson, Behold, thou hast mocked me and told me lies. Now tell me, I pray thee, wherewith thou mightest be bound. Do you see the pressure? Do you see the pressure here? Remember, one of the tactics of a scam artist is pressure. And you say, well, I, I, I'm not quite following you. Listen. When I watched the show the kids showed me, there was one man in charge of all those people that were making the calls. And they were probably making a little bit of money, but he was making a ton of money. And he was directing them. And a lot of times the devil will use people as his instruments to do his bidding. And it works the other way too. You remember when Paul said, um, Paul says, I'm going bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem. What did he mean by that? Paul said, I'm going bound. That means I'm going under the influence and control of the Spirit of God. He is moving me and he is, uh, he is on the forefront of my mind. And it is under his power and influence that I'm fixing to go do this. Well, on the flip side of that, it can work the other way. You remember, um, do you remember when, uh, at, the, at the Last Supper? Do you remember that the Bible tells us that after they had given Sop, that Satan entered into Judas Iscariot? And he was working, this, this wicked man working under the, the control, the power, the influence of Satan. And so it is very, very obvious to me in the scriptures that, and, and how many times did the, did the Lord or some of his apostles cast out demons and devils out of these people that were victims of those things and they were bound by those demons? The, 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 uh, the wild Gadarean, he was bound by the demons. Meaning he was under their influence and power. Delilah here, under the influence and power of the devil, is trying to scam and take something from one of the great judges of Israel. And he's directing the he Satan is directing Delilah to pressure him to get what needs he needs to get from her, from Samson. And so he says, hey, you tie me up with these, these, these withs that, uh, that uh, have never been dried. I'm weak. Doesn't work. <clears throat> and she gets on him and says, you've mocked me. And he says, okay. Well, if you bind me fast with new ropes that never were occupied, then shall I be weak and be as any other man. So she does it. And then she says, Samson, the Philistines are upon thee. He breaks the ropes and he destroys them. And she says, You're mo you've mocked me again. And then Samson says, all right, <clears throat> if you take my hair, he says, if you, if you weave my hair into seven locks on my head with the web, he says, then I'll be weak as any man. And she does it. Same thing. 
He wakes up and he destroys them. And she said unto him, How canst thou say I love thee when thine heart is not with me? Samson, man, come on. How can you say you love me when you've tried three times to take my strength from me? This man is way head over heels. He is beyond crazy when it comes to this woman. She says, you've mocked me three times and has not told me wherein thy great strength lies. And it came to pass, all right, listen, pressure. When she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death, that he told her all his heart and said unto her, there hath not come a razor upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite unto God from my mother's womb. If I shall be shaven, then my strength will go from me, and I will become weak and be like any other man. He just sent the code. You see that? Yeah. She pressured him and pressured him and pressured him, just like the guy pressured me. I'm fixing to get in my police car and come get you. If you don't send me, uh, if you don't give me your credit card number to pay this fine for missing jury duty. Pressure, pressure, pressure. A tactic of Satan. And, and here's this great, mighty judge of Israel. A Nazarite from the womb who had done great things for Israel. A mighty man. And he's scammed by a woman under the influence of Satan. And he gets his strength taken away. He gets his eyes taken away. And he ends up in prison. Now, let's go a little further into Matthew, the fourth chapter. If you think that you are not a target to be scammed by the devil, let's look at Matthew, the fourth chapter. He even tries to take these tactics to Jesus Christ himself. Then was Jesus led up, to the, up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward a hunger. All right, do you remember one of the tactics is they try to find the vulnerable. They try to find the ones that are over 65 because they feel like that's the ones that are the most vulnerable. Here is Jesus, and in his humanity, he's hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. What is he appealing to? He's appealing to his hunger, his vulnerability. And Jesus, and he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. All right, he couldn't get him on that. So what's he going to try? Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and set him on a pinnacle of the temple. And saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He's 0 for 2. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, All these things will I give thee. What's, where's, what's that? That's the prize. Here's your prize if you'll just do this. Enter the code. Get the prize. If you, I'll give you all of these things, which is interesting, they weren't his to give. Right. I've always thought that was interesting. If you'll fall down and worship me, and then said Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, 
That's, a, that's, that's a good four letters for you to have in your mind. Amen. Get uh, Four words. Get thee hence, Satan. Keep that in your pocket. For it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and Him only shalt thou serve. I'm going to get ready to close here in just a second, but I want you to remember, what destroyed this scam? It was knowledge. Knowledge destroyed this scam. Everything that Satan brought to the Lord, it was the Lord's knowledge that exposed what was really going on. Now, what is the conclusion of the matter? Again, I'm not here to talk to you about people from another country calling and trying to scam us. We need to be aware of those things. We need to know their tactics. I'm talking about a greater scam artist than those people that is looking for more than what's in your pocketbook. He's looking for your marriage. He's looking for your relationship with your friends and family. He's looking for the peace in your home. He's looking for the peace in your church. He is looking for all the things that will destroy us. We, we would probably be a lot better off if we didn't have a lot of money. He'd probably be doing us a lot of favors. But there are things that he can take from us. Do you think... It wasn't just Samson's strength that Satan was probably just laughing like crazy that when he took it. Do you think Samson, when his eyes were out and he was grinding in the prison house, do you think he had any joy? No. Any peace? Any hope? No. He was rock bottom because he'd been scammed. Do you think when Eve got the news that uh, one of her sons had killed the other son, which can all be traced back to the great scam that she fell to? Do you think she had much joy? No. Or peace? No. She probably lived in misery the rest of her life, knowing that all of these things came because my husband, I gave the, the fruit to my husband and he took it and ate it. You see, Satan wants to come after all of those things that we have that make us profitable citizens in the kingdom of God. He'll look, if he can come take the love that you have for your church, he'll scam you right out of it. And he's subtle and he's good. Now, as I close here, I want you to look, if you're selling a saddle or if you're, um, If a guy calls you from Pickens County Sheriff's Department or if a little guy comes up and wants a Gordo football donation. In this day and time, we have to ask ourselves, is this a scam? Is this this really what it appears to be? You've almost got to be paranoid nowadays. But above all that, you have got to walk with a high level of wisdom a high level of discernment, and just like the Lord Jesus Christ, a high level of knowledge. Because those are filters that it's hard for the devil's scams to get through. On a side note, when it comes to a scam from man, the devil, wherever, a couple just bits of advice. Don't act hastily on things. Listen, if there is a if young young men, if there's a good looking young lady that comes along, don't act too hastily. 
Young ladies, if there's a good looking man that comes along, don't act too hastily. If there's a new job that comes along, don't act too hastily. Because the Lord may present a wonderful job opportunity that again takes you away from everything that's spiritual in your life. Don't act too hastily and by all means talk to someone you know. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. What do you think would have happened if Samson, after attempt number one, would have gone back to his mom and daddy and said, listen, this girl, let me tell you what happened. Maybe his dad, but you know his mama would have said, you run. Get away from that woman. Do you think if Eve would have said, ah, let me go talk to my husband first. Let me go talk, or better yet, let me go talk to the Lord. Amen. That's even better. Because you see, they walked with him in the cool of the day. Before I give in to your subtlety, say, let me go talk with my God. And let me tell him what's in front of me. And let me see what he's got to say about it. Amen. We can save ourselves from the schemes of Satan because he is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That's his ultimate goal. He sleeps not day and night. He is trying to take the wonderful gifts that God has given us. And he can present things in a certain way and you have no idea what's behind the curtain until it's too late. Give it time. Talk to people you know. And most importantly, talk to the Lord about it. I hope that's been profitable. Please pray for Brother Tim as he comes.